And at the end of the day, you can have all these other parts, quote, correct, amazing story, beautiful setting, whatever. And if you just turned like two numbers Mm -hmm. the wrong way, Mm -hmm. then you've got a shit game. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 364 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the web programmer. I'm Sam and I'm the artist. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is May 20th, 2020, you... Uh, Before we get started, we have a warning. There's going to be profanity on this show. So if you don't like that, then you you just can't listen to this podcast. Yep. You literally can't do it. Seth, are you Uh, announcing more slowly than usual, or is my brain currently faster than usual? I think Maybe my, a am I over caffeinated or are you are just like trying to articulate a little bit of column A, a little bit know. of column B. Yeah, a little bit of both. A little bit of both, buddy. Just want to see if my brain's working properly, you know, because it's hard to judge sometimes. Maybe it's working too properly. Yeah, my benchmarks mm-hmm. aren't, aren't aren't feeling right. You gotta improperize that brain, buddy. Yeah. Uh, we'd also like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. Thanks for uh, you know, the, the the money. We like grabbing it. Yeah, so, thanks. All right. Now uh, we have a few things to talk about. So, for starters, uh, we beat Back for Blood. Yeah. We we beat it. Beat uh, what was the difficulty? Blood. Normal mode? Plain ass, the easiest Recruit. possible mode. Recruit. Yeah. Pla- plain ass mode. Plain ass, mm-hmm. yeah, easy peasy. Uh, I know it's probably not news in that the game's been out for a at least a few minutes. Uh, <laughs> I like it's been out, it's been out for like a year. Oh, well, yeah, I was actually know. thinking about that because because I have it in in Game Pass, and so I saw that it was on like a really steep sale to just buy, and you know, in the Xbox store mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, oh, do I, maybe I need to buy this. Like, I feel like the clock's probably about to run out before I just can't play it anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so I think we have until uh, yeah. I think it came out in October. So it did you know take us? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, I think it was Octoberish or something like that. Because I think it was like. A, they usually release like spooky. You know, there's always fun spooky shit That's true, watching yeah. again around the time. Uh, but it took us a good, you know, six months uh, ish to knock the thing out, and it's very good time. You know, highly recommend if you like shooting zombies with friends, get some friends together. We basically we do it uh, once per week, just kind of hang out and shoot zombies for about an hour, hour and a half. Um, it's been a very good time, so mm-hmm. would recommend. However, the jump from recruit to veteran difficulty. But, the major problem is not that the zombies are a hit harder, but that friends shooting you now matters. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. friendly fire, friendly fire. And well, Adam's always got like an overpowered sniper rifle, which means he's always yeah. down scope, no periff. So I've been uh, taking, no peripheral vision. I've been taking slugs to the back of the head. Would yeah, not recommend. And it gets even worse than <laughs> the next. Diff- I have a, a group of friends that I also play with on a roughly weekly basis, and we've been playing. And we st- that group we started earlier with, so because the three of us have been playing consistently for only like maybe two or three months or something. Months, yeah. Um, and we had started a little earlier than that, and so we were we've like delved into the nightmare difficulty, you know. And on that one, we barely made it very far at all because it's hard as shit. But it is it is the case that like I just. I'm just like looking down my scope. You know, I got some something sighted, and all of a sudden, like I pull the trigger, and somebody else's head is there. You know, uh, and, and it <laughs> just, just like, like it just like knocks half their health off. And, yep. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's brutal. Whoops. Yep. Whoops. Yeah. Well, and in that game, as you fight more zombies, you get incre- 
each of your teammates and yourself get increasingly covered with just viscera. Yeah, so yep. you can't tell people from zombies very well. Yep. <laughs> yeah, your teammates look more and more like zombies as you get further into each level, which is, of course, the point at which you your health is the lowest and things are the most chaotic. Yep. And, so, and also yeah, I think, when your weapons have the most power. So I, yeah, I think yeah. my favorite yeah. moment from the last session, because since we, we beat it and then we just started this, like the new difficulty mode, was we just cleared this big wave of zombies in a tunnel. And again, like the stress level is actually high now because like in recruit mode, it was a little more spray and pray, who cares, you know. Um, but yeah, like the stress level actually went up considerably, changing difficulties. And so we just finished this thing. And I was like, <gasps> and then I turned and Seth jumped on top of the, ambulance thing that I was standing on top of and I just shotgunned him in the face. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So uh, it's, it's hard, right? It's like, yeah, the stress goes up, which makes you make more mistakes and your mistakes matter more, which makes it more yeah. stressful. That's great. It's kind of cool though. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining a scenario where like getting shot by your friends at all just, you know, kills you. Cause you know, mm-hmm. that would be one thing I noticed it was kind of cool was that after we, so we started playing on the second, what's it called? Veteran. I think. Veteran, Veteran mode. Mm-hmm. Is that the way that we were playing suddenly shifted dramatically where we would tend to like be moving as a group and each of us would have kind of like a zone of cover where like somebody would always be in the back, kind of like mm-hmm. backpedaling and they would just be like watching the back so that, you know, they don't shoot their friends, right? Yeah. And then, and then, and then you have a couple people in the front where like one of them is kind of watching the right, one of them is kind of watching the left. Um, so people don't get into each other's, you know, zones of coverage. And we started like moving like a tactical squad. It's almost like without a, actually talking about it, it just kind of yeah. happened, you know? You do an, you do an Ender's yeah. game where they're like, the enemy gate is down. Like, and that was one of the big breakthroughs, being able to just talk about the, the space, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, yep. I think yeah. that sort of stuff feels like it's on the horizon in terms of how to navigate this situation. I need uh, to rewatch that movie too, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does remind me of, you know, I've talked in the past about about going through like the the mythic plus uh mm-hmm. journey in WoW where like the dungeons get harder and harder and you do you do start to notice that like um you know on the lower levels people are just kind of doing stuff and nobody really cares about like taking damage or if somebody gets a weird like yeah. poison on them nobody dispels it cuz it's like eh, I don't know I don't know what that poison does who gives a shit right but then of <laughs> yeah. course a- as the levels go up and up and things hit harder and whatever like everything starts to matter including like where you're where you're standing at any given second yeah. any given moment in time and like whether you walked you know 2 yards to the left or 2 yards to the right you know changes everything and so things fun. just get tighter and tighter and tighter um and it really doesn't take that much of an increase in sort of like how much damage you take or you know whatever uh, for these, Friendly fire these dra- dramatic changes in how it feels you know to play it which is very cool it's it's one thing that we've talked about how like the fun of a game comes from the balance, not necessarily the mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. And I think this is such a perfect demonstration of that where everything is mechanically exactly the same in Back for Blood between those two levels. The only change is that you take a little bit more damage from zombies and a lot more damage from mm-hmm. your friends, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it's just two knobs that they turned and suddenly everything is completely different yep. in how you yep. play, uh, which is very cool. Yeah, but you also uh, get dealt more because they have the in between each level and an act. You get random bad cards dealt to you, right? Yeah, that are gonna yeah. influence the next round. Mutations of the and those game. get more aggressive as <laughs> in the the yeah. tier two, which you don't experience like because we only played the first few levels on veteran. But like as as you go, 
And you start to, like, just the number of cards drawn each time just kind of also grows, you know? Everybody's just like, fuck. So as you get towards the, like, yeah, the later <laughs> levels in, in, those, in those higher difficulties, like, it, it's, the whole thing is just, because like, as Seth said, like, the beginning is just, like, tuned a little bit differently, right? But they've also tuned some other knobs whose effects grow over time. Yeah. But that you don't they feel compound. right away, right? So, yeah. mm-hmm. so actually everything is compounding. And so they actually, that's why like they didn't actually, they needed to not turn the, the knobs too hard because all Because by the, the end, you're yeah. just, it's, every zombie is just a nuclear bomb flying at you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it gets pretty, it gets pretty brutal. It's a good time. Uh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. But that's, that's one of those kind of like nuance, nuances about game design that I just absolutely love, which is that everybody gets, gets so fixated on like, the grand idea of the game, right? Like the high level, like, oh, what mechanically are you doing in this game? What's the vision of this game? What's the whatever? But the moment to moment fun of the game, so much of that just comes down to just a couple of numbers mm-hmm. being being set to yep. just the right, just the right value, right? And at the end of the day, you can have all these other parts, quote, correct amazing story, beautiful setting, whatever. And if you just turned like two numbers mm-hmm. the wrong way, mm-hmm. then you've got a shit game. If the input system doesn't feel good and if the balance is off, like those two things are the, will kick anybody out faster than any other feature of a game, right? Uh, yeah. 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 So that's, I don't know. It's, it's always interesting to think how, how you can do so much and then it all comes down to just these little, these little tiny little things. But you can also uh, see why this matters so much for like the accessibility challenge, right? Um, and again, oh, yeah. In a very general sense, right? Because um, if you take the same game, like if, if that game, if Back 4 Blood started at the veteran difficulty, like equivalent, right? Mm-hmm. But like that was, that was the difficulty experience that it gave you out of the gate. Then the like degree of punishment that you get, you know, as you're learning how to play. So as I said, like in early and easier things, like early on, it doesn't really matter that much what you're doing. You just kind of like, you're kind of having fun, just like mm-hmm. throwing bullets around or dancing around a boss fight, whatever. Right. And you're kind of almost passively learning stuff because you're still making mistakes. You can still see them. You still see their consequences. Right. And so you're still learning like what happens when you do stuff, but in a way where the feedback loop is actually really tight. It doesn't matter that much, but it's really tight because you don't get kicked out, right? You just yeah. you just keep going and you keep making mistakes, and keep seeing the mistakes, and keep like learning about the thing. So that if it starts, if something starts off really easy, you actually get to learn really fast. It can be boring, you know, which was one of I guess the possible the problem, the problems, yeah. right? But well, it's, it's, it's more that, like getting just getting the lay of the land, right? Because because you, what you're what you're learning is just sort of like the basics of how to navigate the world and like what is in the world, right? But that knowledge doesn't really serve you as soon as a couple of knobs get turned up. It, it like that's that's baseline stuff. But for example, like all all throughout that easier difficulty, man, I shot you guys <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, fucking yeah. many times. And so like what we didn't learn was how to properly like move as a team and protect each other and, commu- and communicate about where we were and what we're doing and all, all yeah. that. Yeah. So like we learned like, you know, just like you said, kind of some basics, like what are the guns? Uh, what are some of the maps? What are mm-hmm. some of the different kinds of zombies? But, but overall uh, most of those things weren't really enough of a threat for us to like really understand 
had to do no, with but, that property. But it gave us the know. full like context of the moment to moment experience of like that. So, so that as you said, you can we can navigate the game and play, right? Yeah. So that when the next thing gets introduced, which is oh shit, now if you shoot each other, it matters, right? Which is a fundamental shift in in how you then have to approach it. But now, but that's the thing that's changed, though, right? The rest you already yeah. get. So now you're cha- you're changing a thing that went from unimportant that so that you didn't even notice to now being a hard problem you have to now have a solution to. But it's just a thing, even if it's really fundamental. So yep. that you now get to take what feels like expertise for the rest of the game, and now you get to like bring that in service to this problem that you're trying to solve, right? Because if you think about like, because we all kind of specialize in spec out because we learned through playing that that. Makes sense for ammo conservation and you know other kinds of stuff. Like we kind of learn stuff by playing, and then we all have things that we like anyway. And we've got all these like cards that we've collected over time that we've specialized our decks. You know, so like we already have this like ways of thinking about how to play and how to play together. And also like what isn't going that well, like the fact that we didn't have any healing capabilities and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. yep. like started to <laughs> impact us, right? Started to matter. Yeah, so, like, oh, so, so started to matter. So we we're kind of like learning this, but we we're like really learning how to decide things about like how do we choose where to go, who goes first, who should be specking into like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What items do you pick up? What items do you throw out? And Uh, and what cards you should have and all of that. So that now when this new problem comes in of, Oh, by the way, if you shoot each other, it matters. And also zombies take more hits. There's things like, okay, well actually now ammo conservation probably matters more, but also health matters a lot more and teamwork and communication matters a lot more. Positioning. Positioning. Right. But now we can take all these things that we've already learned and put them in service to solving those problems. Yeah. So we don't have to learn everything at once. Now we like, we've got a baseline and we can, yeah. Cause like, yeah, the next difficulty is, is about learning those few things. And once we master those, you know, we'll move to the next one. It's going to be things. Yeah, and what'll happen then, of course, is like- those will matter if, even more, and then, yeah, some new stuff will also- Yeah, mm-hmm. and if we get through this difficulty and then, like, the next difficulty, if we went back to the rookie mode, right, it, it's just, it's, it'll just be a joke. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, like, we'll just be like a, like a, like a, a lawnmower squad, mm-hmm. which is yep. like, nothing will slow us down because we'll be applying all of these advanced skills that we learned for dealing with much, much harder versions of this stuff. Um, which is always a super fun thing to do. Like people talk about playing games like Dark Souls, right? And like mm-hmm. just getting absolutely wrecked by everything forever. And then they go back and start a new save and they just steamroll stuff. Yeah, yep. And you're like, oh, right? wait, like, I really, like, oh, yeah, I've learned a I lot. I actually yeah. learned. I got good. Uh, yeah. So that's always a super fun thing. <laughs> yeah, to I do. mean, yeah. In my other group, we had played through on veteran all the way to the second to last level, which is a mm-hmm. fucking brutal level. I hate it. I just, I don't like, I don't like anything about its design. <laughs> it's just hard and like really hard and horrible. Um, That's that was like a big open area yeah. with like it's giant oh, zombies. Yeah. It's the body dump. Yeah. It's, it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like, you're just covered in zombies constantly. There's like no cut. It's, it's really just hard to strategize in that space, but also it's the, it's the, at the end of an act. And so you have to choose like your deck and your folk and your specialty and all that kind of stuff for the whole ass act. You can't change it. You can't change your cards and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So at the very end, they're like, here's a completely different kind of like environment now Scenario, that you're just yeah. not ready for because you can't possibly be. So anyway, but that's neither here nor there. But so we got to that point. We played it like six times in a row. We just couldn't fucking beat it. And it took us so long to get there through you know, veteran difficulty. And so we're like, okay, we just need a break. Let's just go back and play in rookie, you know, mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. – just kind of take a breather, just like blow through the first act or something. And it was exactly, it was like, we just went through, we we're just, it's just a we're joke. just getting shot, shot yeah. each other. We just don't care what's <laughs> happening because it's just fine. And then we're still even going down because like, we're just paying so little attention because it also doesn't even matter that you go down, you know, basically. 
and and it was really funny feeling that discrepancy. Um, yeah. And then even when the three of us like they started on veteran when we first put that first level because I played enough of veteran now that I was just it still felt really easy again because yeah. we had just beat the game in rookie right so right. like we're still coming back to like a relatively yeah, easier thing. part of the game yeah 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 that's funny yeah yeah I'm I'm excited to keep going and learn more about how to actually like do well in this fun. game yeah yeah. But this, yeah I think this is, this is it's a cool example though of this thing that of that that being able to choose your own level of involvement, which is really a lot of what accessibility is about, right? Because you could just play rookie forever, never have to learn. And it's super fun. Positioning, it's super fun, yeah. right? You can just keep on going. But if you, as you play though, it starts to become, you start to get good at it accidentally, you know, even if you're not trying mm -hmm. to, because you're just in there experiencing it. So the moment you start to get kind of bored, like there's the next thing to go reach for, you know, so you can go. Yeah, reach I think, I think what's interesting is like, cause I have a slight, I think I have a slightly different take on it though, which is that a lot of the stuff about, a lot of the mechanics in the game, as we mentioned, like they didn't, they didn't actually matter in the context of uh, rookie mode. Yeah. So even like how, even your, how you're customizing your characters, how you got, how you're, working as a team through the space didn't matter like hardly at all. Um, and I do think actually there's my take on it is, is a weird one, which is I almost kind of wish it started on veteran because the only thing I didn't like about that was that was actually the sense that it didn't quite matter. It didn't really matter what you're doing so much. So it feels just, much more. It, you're just independent actors that just happen to be moving vaguely exactly. together, but it's fine if you shoot each yeah. other. It's fine if like and this, nobody and this is, is I think, a healer. Yeah, this, <laughs> I think, I think realistically, though, like I, I understand that that's like kind of the in thinking back, like that's what the experience was, right? But like we we had as we were playing it together, we had we had lots of challenges. We did have to learn mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. stuff, right? And and for us as people who play at least historically have played lots of games and have played games like this, like Left 4 Dead and stuff, right? Uh, we came in already with like. A skill set and knowledge and expertise about how to play this kind of game, so that we were already automatically doing a whole bunch of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it I think, just didn't matter as much, right? This is where the I think this all becomes a very interesting. Uh, it's an interesting conversation, but also just an interesting and challenging choice on the dev side because the reality is that by tuning knobs in a certain way, you you actually create you create a fundamentally different experience in terms of uh, not just like hard, right? Is that that's what I'm trying to get. It's like it's not just that it's like hard; it's that it uh, certain things mean far more in different contexts, right? I think the the difficulty uh, difficulty increases that only make things feel more hard aren't really fun. That's not really what I'm talking about. Um, but ones that actually cause you to have to negotiate the systems and the mechanics differently. Yeah, you have to change um, how you interact with it. Yeah, because like the primary complaint is usually like the whole you know, uh, difficulty going up, just turning enemies into bullet sponges, right? Where it's like. Everything just takes a billion hits just, now, yeah, which just is takes really longer fun. to do stuff, and that's yeah. yeah. That's if instead it's like other mechanics that have been latent the whole time, sort of suddenly become things you have to care about, uh, and that this is where it's, there's always this interesting discussion every time a game comes out uh, that has that is sort of harder by default. Um, you end up with an interesting discussion around this idea of like who, what is too hard, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but really, like. All it means is that you is basically how much it means to effectively engage with certain mechanics, right? In a set, and then what the baseline point is that that the designer developers want you to actually have to care about all the mechanics, right? Well, yeah, to me, it's about it's about actions and consequences, right? Where like yes. depending on how you've tuned things, um, some some actions 
will be inconsequential or extremely consequential. Yeah. And in other cases, inaction will be yes. consequential or inconsequential. Um, it's like w- one kind of goofy example from our from my uh, Mythic Plus dungeon stuff is that there's this one boss fight that's like generally regarded as just kind of boring and easy, right? Mm-hmm. And as we started doing this boss fight at a really high level, we discovered that there actually is one really, really fucking hard thing about this boss, which is there's this one point where he just jumps to the middle of the room. That's all, all he does. He just jumps to the middle of the room. But when he lands, it does just a shit ton of damage to mm. everybody. And I didn't even know that that jump did damage yeah. before <laughs> because it was such a minor thing that it didn't matter. But suddenly it starts to do enough damage that it just will straight up one-shot people. Yeah. And so now that fight becomes about everybody figuring out how to use their defensive cooldowns and, and right, various to ways to stay alive. Mm-hmm. And you have to kill the boss fast enough because at a certain point, people just run out of buttons. They run like everything's <laughs> right. on cooldown. And, and so it goes from this like boring fight that you can just kind of like take as long as you want and push whatever buttons you want to now you've got to think really hard about which buttons you push and when. Mm-hmm. And you've got to do a really good job of, of doing a lot of damage. Um, and it's literally just one mechanic that just because of the knob, you know, yep. uh, uh, it, and, and like you're talking about how just having something, you know, be like a bigger bullet sponge as a zombie or whatever. It's not that interesting. It's to me, it's all about what new experiences open up or change or how do you have to think about things differently once those knobs get turned. But the only way to get the change is if a knob gets turned, right? Because if the knob just is where it is. And so that's where this idea of like, what difficulty level do you start with, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's not actually the right, question. It's a weird, yeah. It's I think just, just, just yeah, what, ex, what experience do you want to start yeah, it's the, with? Yeah, the yes. debates that people have about like, is this game too hard or not hard enough, whatever. Like it's, 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 it's just the wrong thing to focus yeah. on. Cause the question is what experiences do the game mechanics provide for you? And, mm-hmm. and it's not just about experiencing the same content and then making it more difficult as you replay. Right. It's also like taking a thing like combat or completing a quest or anything really. And experiencing either that same thing, but just with some twist on it because you're replaying it or experiencing the mechanic again because a game is just a handful of mechanics anyway right so later on you experience it again and have it and that's where the twist happens so either way like you can you can pull the bounce knob globally or you can pull it throughout the game experience Mm -hmm. it's about having those things distributed with a large amount of variation Mm -hmm. so that what you experience as a player is change and so that stuff that you got to learn at some point either when it mattered but you didn't know how to deal with that yet Right, so like, so, so let's say like there's a mechanic that you've haven't even experienced. The first time you experience it, it's like in a context where it's really hard. Mm-hmm. You can't beat it. You're fucking, then you get out, and then at some point you just say give up. But you can go do something else, right? Mm-hmm. And then you re-experience that mechanic again in an easier context somehow, right? And you're like, oh, I see what this is. And now you have like in that context, you can now know why that's there, and you can learn it better in that place, and you get to come back later, and so on. Mm-hmm. Having that variation in where the knobs are, either in repeated or throughout one gameplay experience, is what makes it interesting and fun and allows mm-hmm. a player to make choices and about their path then about the time. path they're going to take and yeah. decide whether or not they're ready to rise to a particular challenge or just mm-hmm. you know do some certain thing. Um, but if they if the only thing they can ever do is like here's the next really hard thing that looks the same as all the other hard things, right? 
And so like your only option is to do the hard thing or do this other hard thing that's basically the same. Like that's where the question of is this too hard actually comes in because mm-hmm. now it's a fair question because there's nothing interesting happening, right? Or if, I mean, there's something interesting happening, but there's one interesting thing happening and there's one way to engage with it. And so now you're basically trying to ask, given that there's one way to engage with this and players don't have choice, what should that way be, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think if you find yourself in that trap of asking like, is this too hard? Then either you're just missing the bigger picture of a game that's like, so if you take like Dark yeah, Souls. Because the answer really? will be yes for... For some percentage yeah, exactly. of people. It's always going to be so other people. It'll be no. It'll yeah. be, it's, or it's so too it's about, easy. Yeah, I think, I think that's the key. Is like is I think that like what Back for Blood does and other games do is they have they have global and local variation mm-hmm. where the knobs are right. So like you're, if you're playing, and and that's the best way to control for the fact that people have a huge variety of experiences with games and expertise and so on, right? So that if they can opt into some kind of global state where some things may never matter that much, right? Mm-hmm but that kind of matches where their knowledge and skills are and they still get to experience challenge and you know other stuff inside of that because there's still variation within the experience because if we think of like there's some levels in our back for blood experience that even on rookie just all of a sudden like a level design was really fucking hard right mm-hmm. and so we had that local like change right because of just something about how the level was designed where we might things might have been like trivial for like three levels ahead of that where we're starting to get kind of bored and all of a sudden it's like hard as shit, right? Yeah. And and then that kicks up your interest again. It also gives you an opportunity to be like, oh, like why is this hard? You get to learn stuff in that context, and then you again kind of it flattens back out again. But I think yeah, so, I think your your point's really I think on the nose when it comes to these these discussions being a little odd because it's like it's you know if if you want a particular experience to be delivered to a player. Then, uh, then there basically there are there are places where you set the bars for various, uh, yeah, challenge levels, right? And you cannot you cannot give a particular experience without things being tuned in a particular way, right? Yeah, to the so to the example. player, yeah, right. Because you have to yeah. you have to meet so, you have to meet the player if you're trying to provide a particular experience, say like well, just for ease, like level of quote unquote frustration slash difficulty, right? If you're trying to provide a specific level of that, because that's, that's what you're doing as a game designer, is you're mm-hmm. trying to create certain emotive responses, right? You cannot provide the same experience for two people with the same set of knobs pulled to the same level, right? Because it matters yeah. where the game meets the person. Yeah, but I think, but I think even beyond that, though, I think you cannot even achieve certain kinds of experiences at all uh, just without pushing certain kinds of difficulty in down or up, right? So the example of like. Do you actually want to have the experience of like perf- the feeling of being basically SEAL Team Six? You know what I mean? Just like, like Seth said, becoming a mower as but as like a four-person unit, right? Just sort of spinning your way through zombie hordes as a SWAT team sort of vibe. Uh, you literally can't do that if it's easy. So that's that's not an yeah, experience. Yeah, but what, that what is I'm saying is that you can't. That the the concept of easy is where the game meets the player because like because any two groups of four people, you know. Uh, so for one, so take a group who like plays Call of Duty religiously, eight hours a day or whatever, right? And you bring them into this game, right? They're going to go like probably play on Nightmare instantly, and it's already easy, and they they don't feel like Steel Team Six, right? You take a group, another four people who aren't like us, who haven't played lots of Back or Left mm-hmm. for Dead and other games, right? And they go in and play a rookie, and mm-hmm. they're getting they're getting their asses kicked, and they have to they have to like they learn how to communicate with each other really quickly, and then at some point they figure it out, and then they become Steel Team Six, you know. But on 
if they work together to figure it out. But on but rookie, rookie SEAL teams, right? Yeah, and, like, and you take SEAL that team one, yeah, yeah SEAL team one. <laughs> but you, 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 and, you like, and, the, and that group of players is never like, and now they're having this the quote unquote same experience, right? As these like really good people who are playing at the most difficult level, right? Where, right. So yeah, that's that was like the idea that was or the point gotcha. that I was making about the. But I think that's, that's what's so yeah, challenging. The experience about, right? like, of trying to deliver is about what the player actually feels and what they how they would describe their experience. And you cannot do that with an absolute with a static global difficulty. static difficulty level. Or, yeah, well, or I really think, I think you really, but I think actually you though you you can provided that as we talked about before, there's there's ways to engage with the content that is either sort of easier or harder. So, well, yeah, because it's range, it's just scaling by, by another name, right? So in, instead yeah. of like choosing a difficulty, it's kind of like you talked about the idea in, in Elden Ring. You come across something that is just you know just whooping your ass, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, um, I'm just gonna leave. Bye. So, yeah. so you you go somewhere else in the game, and then you find and you go fight something that's you know much more manageable or or whatever, right? So that that's essentially you kind of like opting into a, a different difficulty set, or even the, the specialty, right? Yeah, which was like, yeah, that, I actually enjoyed the game my first time after switching off of trying to do melee and switching over to magic because it was actually it's easier, yeah. it's just straight up easier. Right? Yeah, you, you had a choice you could make that changed where the knobs were to better meet you where you're at, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you could get still presumably like the kind one of the. The one of the intended experiences, experiences right yeah. that, that they were trying to provide right, right. and I think I think what I think the place where people get like really obsessive and like freaked out about this is when is when the the effect that they want people to have is so specific right yeah that they're trying to avoid people having a different experience right it's kind of like when you're so focused on making sure nobody cheats that you make sure nobody that you punish everybody instead. You know, like yeah, where, yeah. Like, you don't sort care if you catch people who aren't cheating. You just don't. You're just like no, yeah. because we don't want right. to let any cheaters through, right? And it's I think I think people take that same approach to game balance and game difficulty, where they say like, there's I have a specific experience, an exact, exact experience, and if we make yeah. it, if we provide these levers that can make it quote unquote easier, right? Mm-hmm. Then some people will play it that way when they shouldn't. And will not have the experience that I intended, right? And they get so obsessed about that idea that they don't that they avoid actually providing a range of experiences that people yeah. can have, right? Or you get you get stuck in the uh, kind of like the monolithic version of it, which is like that every every variant of the core experience should be the same in terms of difficulty, right? So if it's like, oh yeah. well, you know, magic is easier, and that's a problem. Because you could say that, yeah, yeah people do. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not from a from this kind of levels of engagement or this accessibility standpoint, and it gives you something else to do. Well, yeah, there's a, there's a purist mindset there. Yeah. So right. you know, if if you were to say to somebody like, "Oh, I beat Elden Ring," and they'll go, "Yeah, but did you do it as a magic user?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but who cares? You know, this this is something well, it's that absolutist was, thinking, right? Because the degree of challenge that you've overcome is the combination of where you're at and where the challenge is at, right? It's yeah. not just where the challenge is at. And so anytime you're treating this in this, in this purest way, you're, what you're at, that's just a form of elitism. That's all it is, right? Where you're just like, you have to meet this thing at the same level that I'm meeting it at. And that and is I where- did. yeah. Yeah, because anything else is doesn't count, right? Um, even yeah, if, but, even but if the level of difficulty you actually experienced that you overcame, like your own internal growth as a human being and like how- Badass you were because of where you were at when you met that challenge right? is actually higher mm-hmm. in terms of yeah. like then that's considered less because because actually because that was that was actually more difficult you actually had a more difficult experience than this person who's an expert did right so that's where I think that 
It's where it gets dumb. Honestly, like I, I, I see people talking about about that mindset, but in in practice, I think like I, I rarely, if ever, encounter people who, yeah, who actually think that way. It's it's yeah. this me, is the people who scream on the internet and gatekeep about <laughs> yeah. what's yeah, what's a real gamer and all that stuff. Are, like, they're not real, you yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> Shouldn't listen they're to them all by bots. Default. I mean, I wish they uh, were, but here, uh, here we are. Yeah. So, like, my my experience has been if you if you see somebody uh, who has like so like in um, like with the Mythic Plus dungeons, there's different levels, right? So it's like plus one, plus two, plus three, plus plus twenty, whatever. Um, and everybody has a general sense of what that means, like up to the point that they've done it, right? So if somebody has mm-hmm. completed fifteens, right? Um, and they see some that somebody has done, you know, 18s. They, they don't know exactly what that means, but they're just like, oh, dang. Like, yeah. that's, that's probably hard. And then you see somebody who did a plus 30, and you're like, what in the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> How? But, but what you don't really see is the people doing 30s, you know, being like, oh, like these people doing like plus 15s are garbage, right? Um, it's, it's more like if they actually interact with each other, the people doing the 30s will like, Try to convince the people to do the 15s, like, come on, let's, yeah, let's, let's do a 20. I bet you yeah. can do a 20, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like trying to share that experience of somebody who's gone to that really high level uh, has that appreciation for like how rewarding it is to push yourself that far. Mm-hmm. And they oftentimes want to share that feeling with other people and help those people kind of push themselves too. Well, and, you know? and- but it's also that they can help because, like, because again, thinking back to it, it's, it's where you meet the game, right? Because that same person who's at level thirty when they were at level fifteen, the way they met the game was different than this other it's person totally different. who's like yeah. stuck different there player, and struggling, right? Uh, and so they like for them, it like it's not even that it wasn't as hard. It's just that they're meeting it differently, right? And so the fact that somebody who is afraid of going past that point or who can't or like whatever that is going on, right? If you have an environment where they're there's an, an encouragement system, right? Yeah. Where not only do people like make it seem like it's not a big deal to go try it, right? Or or the game's design says, hey, it's not a big deal just to go try it, right? Mm-hmm. Like give it a shot, right? And if you can learn from other because because what that what that level thirty person does, they don't just say go give it a shot and then that's the end of it, right? They join them and they teach them shit and they help yep. them meet the game differently so that they're actually now meeting the game more like that person did when they were at level 15 mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. And I think that's the, that's the beauty you get out of a, of a, a, a social positive community dynamic and a positive community with a very wide range of kinds of ways to, for the game to meet you. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that then it provides lots of room for growth for how you meet the game, but it requires that everybody treat it as like where the, like the game's level and how you meet it is an incomplete asymmetrical picture because it matters mm-hmm. where the person is too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about find, finding and then finding a group of people who are kind of like, are, have the same goals as you and are around the same level as you. And so you can like work together to improve together, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, it's pretty interesting. Uh, you guys want to hit a, a question maybe? Yeah, let's sure. do it. All right. Uh, our questions come from podcast.bscotch.net. So if you'd like to get your question onto a future episode, just go there and ask. The highest upvoted question comes from Beaky Bapa Boop, who says, Y'all have outsourced audio to Fat Bard, but do y'all have any musical experience? Play an instrument or played an instrument in middle school and gave up on it? Sing silly Ooh. songs when no one else is around? Uh, yeah, yeah, we were all in band and choir throughout. 
high school. Adam did acapella in college yeah. as well. For yeah. I think for all of college, maybe not the last year. And I'm pretty sure it was all of college. Pretty sure. Adam was very Adam was very singy. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of singing. Did, did, I didn't have like voice lessons and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, I almost haven't sung since. So, you know. Yeah. It's hard once you're outside that structure because like you don't really sing just yeah. Yep. For you know. Or I think I think Adam, you you so we all did band in middle school. And then I yeah, think yeah. I I was the only one that kept doing band. Yeah, you did both. I just did choir. Yes, yeah, I just did choir in high school. because yeah, I played yeah, I played baritone slash euphonium, whatever you feel like calling it. Yeah. You know, mini tuba. The mini tuba. Um did that. Yeah, I just didn't like the band environment. Probably probably because it felt like sports where it was like, Oh, so you're gonna have to go outside maybe and stuff. And I was like, I don't you got to do marching band and stuff (laughs) with your euphonium. (laughs) And, uh, so I just, I I thought choir was a lot more, it was a lot more my speed where I could like go to choir. You just show up and I don't have to like go find an instrument and take care of it. You know, it's just like, you just appear and then sing some stuff and then you book on other and go do other stuff. You know, it's like, that was, that was a lot more my speed. Yeah. Um, It's fun because you carry your instrument with you at all times. Yeah. Just, just, it is kind of nice, you know, learning how to use your voice. Yeah, I did. Uh, I played trombone in middle school and then dropped that going into high school because I was like, yeah, I just want to pick one. And I like choir more for probably the same reason that I'm talking about um, and just did that. So, and then as far as just like day-to-day stuff, yeah, basically I think all of us just sort of sing or make weird, odd uh, mini songs just sort of throughout the day, I imagine, um, because... I feel like it's just what humans do. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's I don't definitely know a lot of people who something don't. that ADHD people do. So that's uh, mm, okay. That is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, <laughs> what's what is it called? Mouth vocal stimming. Vocal, yeah, vocal stimming. stimming. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Where you just like nothing's going on, so you just start, start making, making mouth noises. noises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. It's that's that's not a apparently that's not a typical thing that people mm. do, which I didn't know until recently. Um, my wife comments on it a lot. Because mm-hmm. she doesn't do that at all, you know. But I'm I'm just continuously just like making weird beeps and boops and whistles <laughs> and whatever. Uh, so you know, whoops. Yep. Yeah, whoops. yeah. I I liked. I mean, the thing about band growing up, which I don't remember if we've talked about this before on the podcast, but how like there's only so many instruments and they just kind of allocate. The, yep. the kids across them. You yeah. don't get regardless to play actually of, of interest to you. Yeah. yeah, regardless of interest. And and of course, the instruments available are band instruments, not yeah. like instruments that you actually listen to and hear, you mm, know, yes. in the music. That, there's no bass. There's no guitar. Yeah, it's such a there's bummer no- <laughs> they didn't actually have. Yeah, can you imagine like the difference that would have made if if instead of fucking band, right? Where you're like yeah, playing like instruments, band. only orchestras <laughs> play. Like once you get out of that, right? Yeah, to being to being like rock band, where it's like, because like people people have their own little bands that they form, like in high school yeah. in particular, right? And in college and stuff, where like each person can like do a medium to bad job playing an instrument, but you can actually get away with a lot with some yeah, a handful of chords and a little bit of rhythm, you know. And uh, oh yeah, it's like everybody wants to form a band, and that's how they want to engage with music. And instead, our school system is like. No no no, 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 no. The way that we did no. music hundreds of years ago, that only rich people really pay attention to now, right? Like, yeah, like we're in there singing uh, church, church, like ancient church hymns and shit. Uh-huh. And it's like, <laughs> which is pretty okay, fun okay. and dope, you know. But like, it's cool. Where's our pop music? But not where's relatable to a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, so you like, know, maybe well, you all these middle the- schools are in the pocket of big trombone. 
You know, I think they so. Got, yeah. Gosh, keep selling those instruments. Sell, yeah, somebody's got to sell those trumpets. I think it's but the same think- thing as like what, <laughs> like like lit, like literature. When we're taught literature, and it's like what a bunch of old, like white guys wrote a hundred years ago, right? And like yeah. that's that's what that's the literature you. Those learn, are the classics. Right? As if people yeah. haven't been writing still. For the past, other you know, people were writing just, also, you know, you just know. yeah, I know, yeah, of course, yeah, other people were writing at that time too. But as if the, like the last, because in particular, it's always like it's stuff written like sixty plus years, like stuff that, as if people haven't just still been writing. You're like, why is it? Why is it that you're reading? That and it's like the 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 failure of school, at least American school system, to meet people where their interests could possibly be. Is because because like what is it because what is it trying to teach you? It's not trying to teach you the classics actually, right? Like who gives like they don't even give a shit. They're trying to teach you <laughs> reading and like analysis, right? Yeah, right. But for some fucking reason, they don't say well, let's read something you'd be interested in reading, right? Or like with band, right? It's like they're trying to teach you music, mm-hmm. right? And they're hoping that you like want it, that you take that <laughs> those, that stuff you've learned with you like through the thing. They're like, okay, well, let's learn it through you playing an instrument that cannot stay, like you can't just play a tuba by yourself. <laughs> you know, you can't like, there's no tuba solo, right? And yeah, so, you, you, you never turn on the radio, you're like, oh, yes, this is my favorite tuba solo. And then you Man, pull yeah, your tuba see, out of the backseat of your car and start jamming. You're like, you're like, you're I want to see a busker with a tuba, you know what I mean? Just like, just Oh, I'm sure there's some fucking killer it. buskers with tubas, like, I, I, I bet anything. But like, but I mean, because like, imagine, or like we had like the recorder when we were like third grade. Like, that was the only time when we all had like yeah. an accessible instrument, but it was a shitty instrument. But imagine if like, there was just like ukulele class, Right. It's an easy talking about like meeting people where they're at, right? That's true. It's easy the, guitar. You can well, carry a lot it with of it, you. A lot of it, I think, comes down to, of course, cost of the instrument, right? But the thing is, like, all the instruments that you have to buy for your band are expensive. Like, we rented yeah. those. You, you, know, you can buy, buy, like, buy like a $30 ukulele that'll get the job done. It goes yeah, the recorders, I'm pretty sure, like 20 instantly. bucks or something. Yeah. 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 But even think about this just even the fact that they separated it out as singing and instruments as like two yep. unique things that don't ever happen at the same time yep. is fucking wild, right? Because almost all the best music that people like to listen to, there's vocalists and instruments at the same time. Yep. And so when do you, yeah, like maybe if you're listening to like, you know, EDM or some kind of, you know, some kind of thing, you've got just instruments, right? But, and, and it's, you know, maybe but speaking sometimes of EDM, you'll listen to just electronic voice, but, music. Right, you just need some software and a, and a computer, which now basically everybody has, right? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. that's the thing. Also, you could, like you could do it with headphones on, which means now everybody could be doing stuff independently, right? As they're learning stuff Jam and experimenting, it. right? Yeah. Like, imagine having like an electronic music, like and yeah. that be how you learn. But yeah, if your right? if your options in you know in in school, it wasn't just like band or choir; it was just music, right? And then like you could sing, you could do like synthesizer. Fucking uh, electric guitar, bass, trap set, you know, whatever. Um, and and the goal was to like make make music that has all that stuff going on mm. in it, right? Like singing and instrumentals, like you know, music that people actually listen to, <laughs> instead yeah. of just sitting there and, Which and having your having your parents come and listen, listen to, to people terrible. just kind of blasting on tubas for like forty five minutes. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, which isn't which isn't to say there you know isn't a place for the classics and all this other stuff. I think it's frustrating to me is that that's the stuff that it feels like if you're into it, then you go learn that thing. You go you go learn about orchestral music and like a, and that stuff is very interesting and very cool, right? But the fact that that is just what you're taught, 
It reminds me of instead what I of talk what you about, actually want to know. It's just so yeah. fucking frustrating. When I talked about like uh, going into computer science and just in college and failing, yeah, because the entire first semester was just like, how do computers work? Let's talk about binary and let's talk mm-hmm. about memory and memory pointers and CPU. You know, yeah, you just wanted to start like, programming, right? You just I wanted, wanted to, like- I wanted to be able to do something with it that was useful and relatable, which you can totally do without knowing binary. You can do right? or knowing almost <laughs> nothing. Like, like, there's like so little you actually have to know to already like, and not even necessarily useful, but like to cause something to happen and see it happen, yeah. which yeah. is so exciting, you know? Yeah, but yeah, so this is some things don't need a bottom up approach, you know? Like I think things like mm-hmm. math, yeah, like you're not going to be able to do calculus if you can't fucking add two numbers together. <laughs> yeah. That you you need the fu- you need the fundamentals, but I think there are certain fields where people people view uh, some something as being fundam- fundamental just because it yeah, was there not. first. Yeah. When really, you know, it's that like classical music and modern music both use the same fundamentals, but they were just made at different times and inspired from, you know, one was inspired by the other potentially. But Actually, you but if you think of like classical math music versus computer science, right? Because like, because if you think of how that's learned, it's, it's not even, it's, I think people think it's being taught in the same way, but it's really not mm-hmm. because it's because the fundamentals, the quote unquote fundamentals that you learn in math are what do these symbols do and how do you memorize how, and like what are the mechanics how you can work. use to like make them do the thing, right? And how do you remember that? Yeah. Which is a lot like how we do reading where it's like, what are these letters? What do they sound like? Right. Okay. What's a word? What's a sentence? What's a paragraph? Yeah. But the, yeah, but, the, but, the, but the fundamentals of language are actually about how do you construct sounds together to convey an idea to somebody. And that has to do with like grammar and the meanings of words and like all that kind of stuff. Right. Which you don't actually, you're just taught, here's what these words mean. Right. And that's like at the beginning and that's it. And it's not until later where you start learning the theoretical fundamentals, which is actually words don't mean anything. Right. And yeah, imagine just if that's where sounds. you started. Yeah, yeah, like and, yeah. <laughs> and grammar is descriptive, not prescriptive, right? So like, so everybody inherently learned grammar, which is why you're not taught it when you're really young. And then like explicitly. And then you start learning later on, oh, like here's how we describe how yeah, we you've been You've been reading books now for like 10 years. Let's yeah. Now let's really dig into let's like- Let's dig into the, that, right? And that's what computer structure. science really should be too, right? Which is that you learn the symbols. What is it? What does an equal sign do here, right? What, is, what do these loop? different What's things mean? Yeah, how does it, like, what yeah. is, and then you can start piecing it together, just like you do with reading and math, right? Until you start to do stuff. And then you start to run into things where your assumptions more. that are coming baked in now start to become a problem. That's where you start to work your way backwards into theory, right? So some would say yeah. that the balance knobs for you know, the, how this is learning is tuned. It's just way off. It's a little off. Somebody, somebody decided what exact experience you needed to have when you learned music, yep. um, and there's no other, you know, obvious Spoiler alert, they're, they're wrong. You know what I mean? They turned the wrong time. knobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. uh, all right, well, that's, that's a wrap. Uh, that's all the time we have for this week. I would like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Jen Costa, for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the archives. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.